Hi, Alex. It's uh, it's your mom. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Well, we're going to make a podcast right now, and we're going to talk to you a little bit about, about your writing. And, um, and the purpose of it is to give the sixth grade students some ideas on the planning process and to kind of talk about how different people plan for different types of writing. And we want to kind of walk them through the process that other people take. We all know that people's brains are different. We all know that people have different styles, just like take a look at all of our clothes and things that we wear. And so writing is the same thing. So when you plan your writing, you have to plan it. But there are different ways of doing that for some diff some people. So today we're going to talk about that. So I know that when you were a kid, you loved to write stories and you were really, really good at it. And then you went to college to be an English major and a French major. I'm not really sure. But let's talk a little bit about that. What, what kind of stories do you like to write when you have free time? I think the best story to write is any story that captures your inspiration. So I think in our lives, we always come across moments of inspiration, whether that's an emotion, a story, something funny, a moment, a scene. And it's all about anchoring on that moment of inspiration and wanting to share that emotion and scene with others. So whatever inspires you, whatever moment that you could, you could always think about and you remember, I suggest writing about those things because they really... Uh, they really take us by emotion and we're able to more vividly write about those things because they're cemented in our minds. So that for me has been some of the easiest and most passionate ways that I can write. So we all have those moments. And I think if we can, you know, kind of remember them and remember how they felt yeah. in detail, then they can make a great story. Well, that's a good point. So um, last week I, I introduced this unit and the kids all chose the prompts that they felt strongly about. And so they're all writing different types of stories. Some are writing fantasy, some are writing personal memoirs, some are writing graphic novels, some are writing free verse. Um, but ultimately, let's think about, well, if they're all writing these different genres, kind of want to remind, let's kind of talk about what is a story. If we kind of boil everything down and filter out all the noise, what makes a story a story? Let's make that really clear before we talk about planning. So when you think about a story, what is it? That's a good question. Um, I think you could interpret that in a few different ways. I think a story is generally when there is a source of conflict or tension or progression. So there is a beginning and an end point and there's flow, there's there's progression, there's development along the way, and you end up learning something or taking something away at the very end. Yeah, and that's true. And so then I even want to chisel down even more for people who are writing. Sometimes we get focused on the type of writing, the word choice, but we kind of forget the goal of your story is that your character wants something. And if your character wants something, there have to be obstacles for him or her uh, or they to get that something. Then when they get that something, whether it's good or not good, that's the whole quest. So regardless of a free verse or a fantasy or a personal memoir, it's meaningful. And one of the things I always ask myself when I write is, so what? So what? Like, so I'm going to write this paragraph. What's the point of writing this paragraph? And the answer is, so what? So is that an important piece of dialogue? If I, ask, if I always ask myself that question, so what? is this important to the plot, then it helps me plan. 
So we're going to talk about planning. We know what a story is in the, in the very crux of a story, the very basic tenets of a story, the skeleton of every story, no matter what genre, no matter how sophisticated you are as a storyteller, it's all about a character wants something and can't get it. And it's their drive to get it. Whether it's a character who's struggling with trust issues, and most stories are about trust, or whether it's a character that is dealing with um, some external pressures, such as like a historical fiction book, a war or famine or um, other, other conflicts. What they want might be peace. What they want might be safety. Some of uh, my sixth grade students are writing stories about when they first came to this country. And I remember um, talking to a student on Friday who was telling me about the day she learned that she was going to move from her beloved home in Brazil to America. And her mother sat all of the kids in the kitchen or actually in the living room. And she heard the news from her mom and she was devastated because she loved Brazil. And that's the story. Like, so when she writes her personal memoir, it has, she has to remember what it does the character, you in this, in this point, what does the character want, right? She wants acceptance. Maybe she wants that feeling of, of feeling whole again because she, she lost the things that she loved so much. So let me ask you this. When you plan a story, there are so many different styles. Um, what kind of planning style do you have? when you plan any kind of writing? That's a great question. It depends on the individual. I think personally, the way that I plan it is first by anchoring onto your vision or inspiration. And also thinking when your readers are done reading your story, what are the takeaways? What do you want to uh, you know, ha make the effect on whoever's reading it, if right. that makes any sense? No, it makes <laughs> sense. Like actually it's a really good point because when you're looking at a story, it's like what at the end of the story, if you can imagine the takeaway, that's actually a really good point. I think that's excellent. It's like when you're imagining yourself writing the story and then you imagine that your reader, someone else is reading the story, what do you want them to walk away from? You, you want them to understand something. Um, so that would be called the theme. So you might actually consider thinking about your theme before you actually plan. That's what you're trying to get at, right? That's exactly it. Right, so like home is where the heart is might be a theme for the little girl that I was just talking about. And then one of the things that I do when I plan, and I, 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 I it depends on how I'm feeling that day, um, but if I have an idea in my head that's really clear in my head, I might start the story out without planning it just to kind of get the cobwebs going and just to kind of warm myself up. Like a batter warms themselves up when they go to the home plate and they're warming up their muscles. So that's kind of like, for me, that's what I do. Then I realize, oh, at some point in my story, when I have not planned it at all, I stop and I create an internal and external story arc um, that helps me stay focused and helps, me, helps guide me. What I found is if I don't plan at all, my story goes everywhere and it doesn't have a point and it doesn't what you said. It doesn't anger my thinking. It doesn't, there is really no good takeaway. I might have great flowy lessons, great, great flowy sentences and great character development, but I've lost the crux of the story. So that's one thing I do. Um, do you have anyone um, that you know, like you use, what style do you use for planning or have you used in the past? Um, I have used a very general one. Um, I don't know if you've ever done work with a line graph about a story. Mm -hmm. It's a rising graph. So you can actually make little bullet points. Um, for example, the beginning of the story 
and it's a very flat start. And slowly as the story progresses, there's the rising action. So you can make a bullet point and you can put little details. What do you want to happen as the story's rising, as the details are working out, as the conflict of the story becomes clear? Then you get to the very top, which is like the pinnacle. The so climax, maybe climax, yeah. Right, there, there's some you know challenge or ultimate fight, or there's a scene where you're really, the conflict is at full force. And then there's the falling action. And then usually there's the resolution. So once you have your, your inspiration anchored, you have the takeaway that you want the reader to have, then you can start to work out the really high level details and bullet them on that graph. That's something that I found helpful. And once you do that, you can start to write your, um, your paragraphs. That's this. awesome. That's awesome. Any advice as we close this wonderful, and thank you for sharing this time with me. Any <laughs> advice on writing and, um, inspiration that you can give since you've gone through college and now you're on in your in your own career and you've gone through sixth grade any advice on writing uh, that would help kids emotionally with it yeah I don't think uh, I think one great piece of advice is don't put too much pressure on yourself don't feel like you have to be JK Rowling take things easy so even if you start your paragraphs off with something as simple as the sky is blue don't feel bad. If that's as good as you can write, that's fine. But think about the sky is blue. How can I make that more vivid? I hear what you're saying. You know? I actually really like that because I think sometimes we sometimes feel like every single sentence has to be perfect. But if we just write knowing that it's not going to be perfect and then use revision as we go along yeah. and just enjoy the words and enjoy the experience of writing, you know, like absolutely like a painter does or like a chef does when they put the right spices on it. If we just enjoy that experience and get into it, it's not about quantity, it's about quality, and just enjoy the experience that takes that pressure off of, of writing. It has to be perfect because I know we all read books, but those books have taken two years for the writer to write. We're writing um, stories where we're just learning some of those skills and practicing those skills. So I think that's a good point. And um, lo and behold, I have another writer in the Garrett household, and she just, um, my daughter, Samantha Garrett, she's just finished college at UMass as an English major. So we have two English majors here. And she's um, just published a story and uh, an article. And it was she just got the news, a story. And so she's been writing stories for a while. Um, my daughter, Alex, who you just heard from, um, she writes very technical. Um, and by the way, she writes emails that are very powerful and influential. And the power of the word is really, really important important to her. And that's how she makes her money. So that's awesome. So Samantha, welcome. Mm -hmm. Hi there. Hi. Thank you for having me on this lovely podcast episode. I'm so glad I could make it. I, I know. a lot of traffic on the way. <laughs> down the hall. Down the hallway. But. And at breakfast. Thank you, Alex, for coming. And our second guest is Samantha here. Mm -hmm. Samantha, um, congratulations on getting published. Thank you. So I know it's weird that we're having a podcast, but um, in, in at the breakfast counter, the, the home Garrett Diner. But I want to talk to you a little bit about what stories are. Let's go mm -hmm. right down to, you said something the other day to me that was just so poignant. poignant. And what you said to me was, mom, what a story is. So tell me what that is. Um, well, when it all boils down, a story is, um, <clears throat> so basically, I think a good, this, I mean, there's no one definition for a story or a narrative. I think nobody really has one specific gen, like definition that will work for everything. But one thing that really helps me is that a story is a character 
that desperately want something. Every single story has this one thing in common. If you look at the Alan Gratz book that you're reading or the other books that you've read, you can point out the main characters and you should be able to point out from the beginning their motivation, the thing that they want the most, the thing that they're desperate to get. And when they want something, you'll also find that it seems like they just can't get this one thing they want. And that's when the, where the story happens is they want something desperately, but there's a reason why they can't have that. And what they want might be external, like they want money or they want like a family or a house, or it could be internal, meaning they want to feel like loved or they want to feel proud or they want to feel accepted or, you know, something internally is going on. Right. And that's a really good point. Sometimes it gets lost. That nugget of what does your character desperately want mm -hmm. gets lost in sometimes the story. And that's probably the most critical piece of your planning is what does your character want? And that answer is going to be the fuel that helps fuel your story and your planning and your revision yeah. and editing and um, finally publishing. So that's a really good point. Um, mm -hmm. And now can your character have more than one want? Of course. So with every big want, like for example, let's say a character wants um, like a thousand dollars or let's say the character wants a new best friend and in, in their story, that's their big want. So that's good. But in every scene, there can be little smaller pieces of that want that show up. Like for example, the character is walking down the hallway and for the time being, all he wants is for that person to look at them or all he wants is for his answer in class to be listened to. Like there's a little pieces of it all throughout the way, but every scene that you write, you should be able to look at it and say, okay, this character is is get, trying to do this or trying to do that. He's he's in the process because he wants something in yeah. that scene. And I like that. You give me some ideas about revising some planet, um, some planning templates that I have an external and internal story arc that I'm going to show the kids how to, how to use. That's just one style of planning, which mm -hmm. we'll talk about soon. But in, in that template, I think what I'm going to do is add a box based on what you and Alex had just said is what does my character want? Yes. Right. So, so that's really clear mm -hmm. when they put the answer in the box and then the theme, what, what Alex said was, and you've said before is what do you want your readers to walk away with? What's the message from mm -hmm. you, the author? And then I want the kids before they start playing to have those two answers done. Yeah. Right. Do you agree with that? To um, have a real clear idea of, of what a character wants before you write. Well, here's the thing is that when you're going to go write something, you might have an idea of where it's going, but along the way you might be writing, let's say a book about time travel, but all of a sudden you really like writing this part where they're going back in time to the 1920s and you can go and write that for however you want. And that might change this story arc like itself. And it's okay for things to change along the way. And sometimes when we start off with these concrete plans, it can be very limiting in the writing process, but it is good to have a, to know where you're going and where you're headed yeah. so that you don't get completely lost in yeah. your thoughts. But well, I actually love that thought because it's so an analogy to that would be you've got this route, you're traveling and you're in the car and you've got this exact highway you're taking. Mm -hmm. And by choice, you decide, you know what, I'm going to take the side roads. You're still going to get there, but you're you're experimenting with the side roads. Or yeah. maybe there's a traffic jam, which would be an analogy for, let's say, writer's block. Yeah. So then you take um, an alternative route. 
Um, and that's what writing can be. And I like the idea that you said, where you said the plan using maybe some of the strategies that I teach the kids, mm-hmm. plan those strategies using the strategies that I teach. Yeah. But if you have a better strategy for planning that works well for you, that that's okay too. Mm-hmm. But within that plan, let's say I, I'm teaching the external and internal story arc this week. Within that plan, and you planned it to the T, you've got so many details and you're all set. Now you're ready to write. You're saying, well, you're not, it's not limiting. Don't be so, don't be like a writer is flexible. So if you already planned it, that does not mean you're married to that plan. You Mm -hmm. could change a scene. You could change the direction, but the plan is kind of like a template or, you know, just a kind of a map of where you might want to go. Yeah, exactly. And the difference between that and like, let's say like a little um, like essay or some, you know, more formal writing piece is that it's not really about completing a task. It's more about following something that you're really curious about. And that's where the whole theme comes in is you want to say right from the beginning what the theme is. But in reality, you might not know what you actually wrote until you read it over at the end. And then it might become more clear to you where like what you were kind of trying right, to as get you're, at. As you're sifting through the cobwebs in your mind and you're writing, you, a lot of things could happen in that process. Yeah. And one of the things that I want to remind the sixth grade kids is what a theme is. And this theme um, is, is like for nonfiction, it's like the central message that the authors try to tell you. Um, and for, for fiction, a theme is really you know, your takeaways, like what are they in a a sentence, in a full sentence, a theme is kind of a lesson. You could call it a more, um, what do you, what are you thinking a theme is like um, some of the love conquers all might be a theme, you know, think about all the songs that you listen to. We can listen to songs and at the end we know what the theme is. What is the singer trying to tell us? Mm -hmm. So that's what a theme is. The central message in a sentence and it's not a motif. We've worked on the motifs this year and a motif then you build it into a sentence and that sentence becomes your theme. So common themes and stories. Um, Can you tell me some common themes? Like trust is a motif. So then taking trust, right? Well, a motif is a reoccurring image or feeling in a book or a piece of art. For example, if in a book there's a constant picture of a crow, a crow can, you know, stand for a lot of different, it can be a symbol for different things. But the fact that it's reoccurring throughout it is like a motif for something else, depending on like what is going on in the scene and everything. Right. And so in an Alan Gratz books, the historical fiction book, Refugee, a lot of kids are reading that or have read it. Um, when you step away from that book after reading it, you keep on thinking they all have to leave because these characters are in danger, because there's an autocratic, oppressive ruler, and maybe it's an economy, maybe there's a war, but they all leave and they sacrifice. The family bonds are forever, could be a theme. So when you walk away um, from that book, you walk away with what is the author, Alan Gladstein, trying to teach me about mm-hmm. family. And family is a huge motif. It's one of many. And so I'm, I might answer, well, this, what he's trying to tell me is that family um, can get you through adversity and hard times. Or he, another motif in his story is about home. Yeah. And then, so I'm thinking about home. They're all trying to find a safe home. Mm-hmm. And home um, is a motif. So then I think about home and I think, what's my theme? What's his theme about? What's his message about home when I finish reading it? And, it, you know, the message is 
possibly like home is where the heart is. That's a cliche, but home is family or home. You cannot have a home um, with um, in a dangerous environment. I mean, that's a simple kind of ridiculous theme that I'm bringing up. But um, and I'm right now I'm currently reading Ground Zero from Alan Gratz. And, um, you know, I'm starting to kind of capture what he's talking about. He's talking about perspectives from different kids in the story. They're from one's from Afghanistan in 2019. And one little boy is in the World Trade Center in 2001. And both of those kids during different time frames want something. One wants to survive and the other one wants to survive. Mm-hmm. And in order for them to survive, they have to be smart and um, they have to kind of, uh, they have to meet the challenges and, and kind of get beyond their fear. Because mm-hmm. if you're too, if you're too paralyzed with fear, you won't survive. So, so it's the bond survival yeah, and friendship. And family, because family. the little boy in the story in Ground, in Ground Zero um, is just so, um, loves his father and his father is way up at the top of the towers and he, he is, um, He's not going to get rescued. The, uh, so it doesn't look good. And this little boy wants to get to his father because mm-hmm. they're a team. They're a family, right? Mm-hmm. He, that bond, the family bond is more powerful than bombs, more powerful than war, more powerful than anything. Family bonds is what drives us. So that said, so we kind of talked a lot about what stories are. We talked about what, how to plan a story, different styles. We talked about how to be flexible in your thinking. Um, and so the next time we talk, um, with you or uh, or Alex, um, I want to talk to you. How do you make your writing come alive using your senses and what some of the things that you do as a writer? Mm-hmm. I'm really um, very appreciative of your time today because I know because oh, I know that you wanted to clean your room, and instead you instead of cleaning your room and doing the dishes and vacuuming and doing all the things, hey, come back here. Instead of that, you gave me time, so thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm.